Hey all, welcome back to the A-Pushing History Podcast. Today's podcast will be about Huey Long, the rambunctious U.S. Senator and Governor, and his involvement with Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal and the Great Depression. This first segment will be a brief background about the Great Depression, followed by Huey Long's life, his political career, and the actions he took as Governor and Senator and a final segment about his similarities to many modern-day politicians, such as President Donald Trump. Enough with the dilly-dally, however. Let's get right into it. In the late 1920s, the Great Depression emerged in America. Many Americans were sent into panic as the stock market crashed on October 29, 1929. Millions of Americans were losing jobs and money. For many years, America was in turmoil, until 1933, when Franklin D. Roosevelt decided to run for president. Roosevelt's campaign was predicated on convincing the people that he was going to bring change to America to stop the Great Depression. When Roosevelt became president in 1933, he kept his promise on stopping the Great Depression by taking action immediately. These series of actions were called the New Deal and many of them involved getting the government to become economically active in America. The New Deal was made up of multiple laws and acts passed to help different aspects of the effects of the Great Depression, but they focused mostly around what are called the three R's, relief, recovery, and reform. They would provide relief for the poor and unemployed, recover the economy, and and reform the financial system to prevent another Great Depression. The majority of society supported Roosevelt because he was actually taking concrete action by passing laws. However, Roosevelt had many critics, and one of those was Huey Long. First, let's provide a little background on Huey Long. Huey Long was born on August 30, 1893, near Winfield, Louisiana. He received admission to Louisiana State University on a scholarship that he won through a debate competition. However, Long did not attend as he could not afford the books. This is only one theory, though, as some historians believe that he didn't actually graduate high school at all. Anyway, after his debacle with his high school, Long was arrested in the year 1912 for disturbing the public. However, he was released from jail in only six months, and soon married Rose McConnell. It was at this point, when he was married, that he realized he needed to get his life back on track, after his troublesome youthful days. In 1914, he went back to college, this time at Tulane University Law School, which he attended for a year, and graduated the college at the age of 21. It was at this point in Long's life that he started to get into serious jobs. In 1918, Long became part of the Louisiana Railroad Commission. Something to note is that Long absolutely despised monopolized businesses. And so using his position on the Railroad Commission, he helped fight against large monopolies. It was at this point that he started to gain favor, favor with the common working man. After using his railroad position and appeal of the masses, he became the chairman of the Louisiana Public Service Commission in 1922. While he was chairman, he fought against the corruption within the company by suing them for various abuses of their power, such as raising rates. 
This once again won him the favor of the common man, and it was at this time long started to become famous for his work for the people and his fight against corporations and the corruption within big business. Huey Long decided that he should run for governor. So at age 30, he declared that he was running as a Democrat for the position of the governor of Louisiana. He gained much support as he claimed many things were to take down big business, such as attacking massive oil companies that he deemed were too big for any man. However, the unexpected happened when Long lost by almost 7,000 votes and, was, and placed third in the election. At the time, he blamed it on extreme storms preventing people who lived in rural areas from getting to the polls. Determined to change the landscape of corruption in America, he ran again four years later. However, this time he won by a landslide and finally obtained the title governor. Interestingly, Long also acquired another title, the Kingfish. He got this strange title because he ran with the slogan, Every Man a King, and it truly couldn't embody his ideals any better. Long immediately started implementing fixes to the corrupt system. He started by pushing an agenda of centralized, centralizing power around himself and the office. However, when he pushed this legislation, he received many complaints that he was attempting to become a dictator. This wasn't the only controversy he faced, because with his agenda, those, as soon as it, after initially pushing it, he signed a bill that allowed police to arrest without warrants and other acts that would create power focused on the office. Still, the controversy doesn't end there, as he made several actions to tax the rich and use that money to focus on things like education and infrastructure. This was so scandalous that Long was threatened by impeachment, and he only won by a few votes. People at this point were no longer side with him, and many death threats were sent along, so much so that he had to hire several active and hidden bodyguards. Despite all of Long's attempts to reach the common people, he didn't quite connect with the black community as he considered them beings who will attempt to dominate America. Along with this, he often discredited political opponents by saying they were of African-American descent. Despite all this, however, Long decided it would be a good idea to run for U.S. Senate in 1930. As he ran for the U.S. Senate in 1930, he won. However, Long left his seat unattended for months, while he attempted to gain even more power in his state. Huey used this power to become, become dictator-like once he returned to the Senate. While senator, Long pushed his plans extremely rapidly, and, a, and in a five-day span, 44 bills were passed, pushing his absolute power agenda. He passed some of these bills by bypassing protocol, and even some through legal means. Almost all these bills were meant to give Long more power, transferring power from the people and Louisiana to his power in the Senate. It was at this time that Franklin Delano Roosevelt regarded him as one of, one of the two most dangerous men in America. This is where the relationship between Long and Roosevelt formed. 
on a radio show with 25 million people listening, Long would constantly criticize Roosevelt's actions as president for not helping the poor enough. Long didn't agree with, with all the action Roosevelt was taking through the New Deal, and Long decided he had to take the action himself, and he even decided to run against Roosevelt in the next election. It was then Huey Long devised a plan called Share, Share the Wealth. On February 23, 1934, on national radio, Long gave a 30-minute speech on how this helped stop the Great Depression. The simplest way to explain it is Long wanted the government to take extra money off the rich and give it to the poor. This idea supported Long's political slogan, Every Man a King, and the ideas of a populist politician. It also supported Long's public hatred towards the Standard Oil Company and other big businesses. Long specifically blamed the rich during his speech, where he said, It is not the difficulty of the problem in which we have. It is the fact that the rich people of, the, of this country, and by rich people I mean the super-rich, will not allow us to solve the problems. Or rather, the one little problem that is affecting this country. Because in order to cure all of our woes, it is necessary to scale down the big fortunes, that we may scatter the wealth to be shared by all of the people. This plan seemed simple, but it underwent a lot of criticism and change. Long wanted the government to implement laws that would restrict the amount of money somebody could have. If any individual had more than $1 million, they would have to pay a tax that would increase every additional million they earned. You could also only have a maximum of $50 million total. The money that the government received from the taxes would be distributed as a $5,000 homestead allowance, which was one-third of an average family wealth and an annual income of at least $2,000 to each family, which was also one-third of the average income. Long also mentioned other benefits of the Share Our Wealth program, which included free education, pensions for the old, and veterans' benefits. Some of those were abandoned, but the idea of taxing the rich continued on. Many of the wealthy Americans, conservatives, and economists criticized Long's plan. The main problem of the plan that was proposed was that the money of the rich would most likely consist of investments rather than ready money. Another concern was that the taxes wouldn't be able to generate enough money to support each family. These points presented a problem to Long, and it affected his support in the upcoming election. Sadly, Long's plans for reform came to an end after he was assassinated on September 10th, 1935. Without Long, the Share Our Wealth program faded away, but Long's ideas were carried on. During the second stage of the New Deal, Roosevelt implemented some of Long's ideas. Some of these included the Wealth Tax Act of 1935, which increased the amount of income tax paid by the wealthy, the Social Security Act of 1935, which created protection for old people, veterans, and the disabled. 
These acts represented Huey Long's beliefs, which helped lead to the eventual end of the Great Depression. We will now move on to our third segment, where we talk about Long's similarities to other modern-day politicians, like Donald Trump. Huey Long's rise to power has been rediscovered in recent years due to the similarities that can be drawn between his campaign of that of Donald Trump. Both adamant populists, the two ran on the basis of making the government work for the common man and, and both used iconic slogans. Long's mantra was every man a king, and Trump ran with make America great again. These declarations were directly aimed at their target demographic, the common man, and meant to imply the need for drastic change economically. Both men ran with slightly radical ideas for their respective parties. But not only were their campaigns similar, the state of the nation was comparable to the times they were elected. Post-economic crises, with machines and automation threatening the jobs of workers and autocratic leaders rising in other parts of the world. While their rises to office were similar, they took very different approaches to governing. Huey Long practically took control of Louisiana, pushing through legislation almost on his own. Mostly, he used his populist demagogue position to implement major structural changes that would benefit the poor of Louisiana. He expanded the road system throughout the state, which allowed for isolated rural areas to be connected to more populated areas. Because of his num numerous public work programs, health care, and education, these all became much more accessible. Many of Long's reforms focused on improvement of infrastructure and the lives of poor citizens. Even with his almost autocratic tendencies, he held public support, facing impeachment. Long stuck by his principles and was rewarded with re-election. Similarly, Trump also faced an attempted impeachment trial, but it was eventually dropped. Long can also be compared in some ways to prominent Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders. In both policy and the distribution of wealth, both Long and Sanders advocated for free college for all and the redistribution of wealth based off of heavier taxes for the wealthy in America. It is likely that Long's ideals influenced and lived on inside of the Democratic Party. Long's reform and progressive agenda pushed for change in America, and believe me, he had more where that came from. Unfortunately, Long was assassinated shortly after he became a senator and never got the opportunity to finish his work. However, his assassination was not entirely unexpected due to the intense nature of his politics. He would commonly torment bureaucrats by firing them or their family members and cutting funding to programs they supported when they opposed him. Long is even said to have predicted his death long before any attempt was made. Huey Long's reputation and legacy live on in American politics to this day. His policy and politics helped shape America in the 1920s and beyond, 
as he was one of the most popular yet controversial political figures of the 19th century. As we said before Long died from an assassination attempt set up by one of his colleagues, after all of Long's shenanigans in office, Long was approached by Dr. Carl Weiss, who attempted to shoot him. The assassination attempt was on September 8, 1935, and Long died of internal bleeding on September 10, 1935, at only 44 years old. Exploring Long's life brings up many debates in our modern day. Some people claim he was a corrupt dictator that fooled people into thinking that he was against corruption, while acting on the corruption he sought to end. Others, however, thought Long was a brilliant leader for his work for Louisiana in the areas of education and infrastructure. No matter what you believe, you cannot deny Long's interesting life and debate that would forever spark from it. Thanks for listening, and I think we'll end with a quote from the man himself. All I care is what the boys at the forks of the creek think of me. This podcast was written and researched by Josh Eckel, David Veloso, and Justin Tony. Josh Eckel and Justin Tony were also responsible for producing and narrating this podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's segment of A Pushing History.